It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9, where it's National Championship Monday. It is. That's what I've heard. It's really a big sports week all the way around. No, that's pretty much it. What? I mean, the Masters, that's back into the week. We've got opening day for MLB. That's not for a couple of days. Okay, I said it's a pretty pretty big sports week. I'm Does anybody care think, about baseball anymore? I'm beginning to think we're married, because every time I say something, you're going to just disagree with it. WrestleMania just ended, so, I mean, it's not that big. Well, it was we on, did the World that Cup That was actually last this week. week. Now, Sunday is this week, the last Monday, time I looked on the calendar. Monday is where the week starts. But either way, it's a big sports week. Does anybody watch baseball anymore? Opening day. They'll be at opening day. We've done, that, we've done that before and got into a Rangers game with about uh, four innings left to play. Yeah, five innings. Well, that's the old stadium. They didn't hire workers. No. Now they've got a new place, so they, uh, they've got workers there. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last time I went to a game at the old stadium because they made me realize they don't care about their fans anymore. My kids, or my daughter's trying to talk me into coming up to Arlington for uh, some of the new Ranger digs. They're at the Costco? Yeah. That's what they're calling it now, the Costco. Costco? Yeah, they say it looks I don't like, like a, it. They say it looks like a Costco. I don't like this. It is a poorly designed. See. It's its exterior is nothing to look at. I'm thinking maybe August. July, August, when it would be the dog days of summer and the AC is on in the Costco, that'd probably be a good there time to go. go. Otherwise, See? I don't know. Well, Whoa. I finally got that to work and the volume was up. So, uh, anyway, um, I, you know, I went the one time last year. It's the first time I'd been. The only time I've been. Right. I got a credential and watched Michael pitch for, yeah. what, what did they let him pitch? Two and a third, I think, yeah. which was a long start in Tampa Bay. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> so, was he the starter or was he, yeah, he was the starter. second pitcher in? Yeah, he was the starter. All right, because usually the starter yeah. is the – Short guy who well, has one inning. The beat writer had told me, he said, if he's really, really good, they'll yep. let him go through the lineup one time. And if he pitches perfect, he could he could possibly go three innings. He it makes said, almost no sense, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, but he said he won't go through the lineup more than once. He told me that at a time. He said he'll go as far as the first time through the lineup. And sure so enough. Could be three. He went two and a third. Yeah. He had a couple base runners. Well, so that's he, such a strict – way to approach that that you don't give a pitcher that's throwing well a chance to continue like maybe i can get another inning out of this and i get you're 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 playing with you know a loaded gun here thinking well but their whole thing is designed oh i get it i get to it, have you, those you, you, extra arms you would and... think you'd be able to get through you know he's he's throwing so well we're up for nothing he can maybe face another inning worth of guys yeah. I mean, maybe I had they been up for nothing it was a i think a one to nothing ball game at the time i don't know 
But he did his two and a third. Now, it'll be interesting to see how Boston uses Michael this year. Will he be a spot starter? Will he be a reliever? What's the plan? I mean, they're giving him a lot of money this year. Yeah. He doubled his salary between last year and this year. And they moved some arm. Well, they moved. Some guys moved off of that roster. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez so, went to Detroit. They got a couple others that are right. on the move. It'll so. be interesting. See, see, that? see, we're talking baseball. That's what comes with season starting. I know. Yeah. I don't I know, know why you hate on baseball. I don't so. hate on baseball. It's in the midst of this week. It feels like baseball's the third wheel. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. I, I agree. Next week, basketball's over. NCAA. Of course, we'll be starting to move into the play-in games and all. And the Masters will be over. Attention yeah. drawn to baseball. the will be shined on the NBA then. Because, well, they got five games left in the NBA season. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So this week and a little next. And then we start that play-in crap. I'm not a fan. You know, I don't, Callie Kaplan, who we've had on the show before. Yes. It's been a minute. I had a really nice piece today about why isn't Luca more in the conversation for MVP. Everybody kind of felt like Giannis wrapped it up last week. I don't think with, anybody wrapped it up yet. I think well, the last five games are going to matter. I, I think so, but a lot of people felt like his game matchup against Embiid last week. Yeah. He was so impressive versus uh, Embiid. That, and, and, and against Durant the, the night before, yeah, two nights yeah, before. Yeah, he had back-to-back nights. Yes. The two guys that were there with him, but Kaplan points out today that uh, only one of the top six candidates for MVP team has a better record than the Mavericks. That's John Morant's Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, and they're sixteen and two without Jaw. Right. They're actually yeah. You're right. They're better without him at the moment. <laughs> yeah, which hurts his. It does. The biggest problem Jaw has in the whole conversation is they're sixteen and two without him. And I think that's probably. Maybe the reason why Luca hasn't moved up, yeah, because well, what the Mavericks are, are six games behind Memphis, I yeah, think. But he's he's got better record. His team's got a better record than Milwaukee. Yes, than the Sixers. Yes, yeah. All the guys that people have a Denver. Yeah, all the yeah. He's got better record than every everybody else he's against. In he's engineered road victories at all those places, including Milwaukee this weekend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where his numbers actually were a little better than Giannis. I don't know what you know. We we had this conversation when he broke into the league, like it's going to be a year or two, and then all of a sudden it's going to be Luca's MVPs to start stacking up. And I think she's right about that. Why is this conversation not leaning? And I wonder if people just kind of take for granted now. He just gets a triple double every night, so I'm not impressed. <laughs> I mean, 25, 10, and 11. So, all right, he did that again last night. He does that again every night. Their system's just designed for him to fatten up numbers on triple doubles. But they're winning ball games. Oh, I, oh, I get it. I'm not, I'm not arguing why he shouldn't get uh, it. I'm arguing that I think these are the reasons why the national attention doesn't fall on Luca because there's so many triple doubles, and, and that's she, his thing. And she goes to say, and look at his surrounding cast and compare it to the surrounding cast of these other guys. I mean, Embiid's got Harden now. We don't like to talk about it, but he's got Harden now. Yeah, but he didn't have Harden for most of this year. I think Embiid still should be the MVP. Well, I, that's my guy. And you know as well as I do that Milwaukee's got two other really good ball players. Yeah, they do. Oh, no question. Uh, and so Embiid to me elevated his game beyond where it had been before. I think Giannis has been about where he's been the last three years. Embiid, without having Harden until now, with no Ben Simmons at all, 
Ridley's been playing with kind of a weird cast of characters. Yeah. I don't know why he's not the but front runner. Have you looked at this Mavericks team post Porzingis? Yeah, but it fits better. They're not superstar oh, guys, but I it agree. fits better. But has this team not prospered since they got rid of Porzingis? Yes. And are they doing it with stars? No. They're doing it with... Role players. They're doing it guys with know their role. And? And Luca. And Luca. Right. <laughs> you know, Dwight Powell's stat line yesterday, and I like Dwight Powell's game. Mm-hmm. He had 22 points yesterday on 8 of 10 shooting. That's really good. Yeah, it's a great style. Yeah. You know why he's 8 of 10 shooting? They're all right at the rim. <laughs> because because Luca's handing the ball to him on a drive that brings two people to Luca. They're picking it right. Have the, and have he's a dunk. dimes yeah. on him where he basically kisses it off yeah. the glass. Have a dunk. Have a layup. I have 22 points, Dwight Powell. And, and Dwight Powell's not a, a guy that anybody's going to put on any. All-star anything, no. <laughs> like I say, I like his game, but when you get a 22-point stat line out of Dwight Powell and 8 of 10 shooting... How many rebounds do you have? Uh, I don't remember, but... Uh, I, so there, therein lies the number I want to know. What's his huh? rebound number? Because that's his contribution. I mean, getting the that's latest... That's he's paid for. That's what he's paid for. Right. But I'm just saying that's how important Luke is. Well, yeah, he's vast. When you can take... And he's, I don't think Dwight Powell's a spare, but he's also... He, there's a lot of teams in this league he wouldn't start on. But here's, I think, what's happened, and it may change this year. Somebody I was listening to made a really good point about the Mavs trying to win a playoff series. Yeah. I think once they do that, yeah, maybe that's the I, I think voters are now convinced, okay, he's hugely important. Look what he's yes. doing. They're winning yeah. games that matter. Regular season games, and I know the MVP should be a regular season award, which it is, but you also are looking yeah. at – is the guy just a stat machine that scores a bunch and his team's eh? And I know the Mavericks are are good on the record side of this right now, but until you win some playoff series and oh, get some, I, I agree with a that. Different level of which attention. takes me back to why if it's if I have to choose between Giannis and Embiid, I'm choosing Giannis. Well, if I'm going on the regular season, I think Embiid's had a better year. And like I but, said, with less, but, but cast, what has Embiid won with? He hasn't won, what has he won before? Nothing. Nothing. So you're back to that. Uh, well, I am back to that. I think, but Embiid's if you're going to use that against, they, no, 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 they, if you're going to use that against Luca, you got to use it against. They Embiid. won some series in Philadelphia. The in, Max have in the least. Yes. The, well, really though, I mean, yes. I think my, Miami, Milwaukee, Brooklyn is the eight seed because of injuries. Boston and Philly. That's five pretty darn. I've good. seen the Mavericks feast on the least this year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If we get down there. I'd rather go to any of those places that I don't have to go to Denver or Utah in a seven-game series. And I sure don't want to go to Phoenix. No, Phoenix – to me, Phoenix is the best team in the NBA. Yeah. If they don't win an NBA title this year – This is their – their window's open. Yeah, right. their window is going to be – Because I, I think Chris Paul's window is about to close. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. This is this is their year. This reminds me of when the Mavericks came back after losing to the Heat the first time and they had that tremendous – regular season mm-hmm. and then turned around and lost the first round was it to the Kings a one so. and eight. Yep. But they've had that type of year where if Phoenix were to go out after the first round, it would be just a a, a complete meltdown. Yeah. Because they've been that good this year. Yeah. yeah. And after losing last year when but Milwaukee's legit. Milwaukee was legit. And I'm a Bucks fan. You know that. But they got some luck last year of getting through the playoffs 
with injuries hurting Brooklyn and yeah. other teams yeah. weren't full strength but in Middleton, Milwaukee, took advantage Middleton of it. Middleton was playing tremendous basketball in the he playoffs was. last year. Yes. And they really don't have an answer to him no. in Phoenix. And and the thing that's happened that nobody really is paying attention to in, in Milwaukee is they had no Brooke Lopez for most of this yeah. season. They just got back yeah. the other day. Their and front it's a, line is formidable going into the playoffs. It's a game changer on the defensive yeah. side. Bobby Portis was asked to eat a lot of minutes in this regular season. He's getting a lot of time yeah. off now. We get to the playoffs, he'll be a factor again. But Lopez back well, in makes Milwaukee If I had to pick one team right now, other than Phoenix, it's, it's Milwaukee. We may once again get the Phoenix and Milwaukee. Boy, nobody wants that again. Nobody wants it. Nope. But I think they're the best two teams. I think Phoenix is the best in the West. I think the group in the East is so close. I don't think there's anything in that East that impresses me. Miami impresses me. No. Nope. No, Miami yeah. impresses me. Yeah. Miami's physical, yes, and they will beat up some of these teams in the East. They I, are physical, supposed coaches, but they don't scare me. They don't scare you unless it's a dark alley. They're I, coming at you with brass knuckles because that's I how they know. play. I, they don't scare me. Okay, they scare me. I think Milwaukee will handle up on them. I told you this two years ago when Milwaukee faced them in the playoffs. I told you, be, I don't I, I don't think, trust Miami. Well, I think. Milwaukee's gotten tougher. They understand yes. what it takes in postseason play now. Yes. And I think they'll handle up on them. All right. Do we hear from Jason Boston? Oh, I don't know. I'll check. He's got practice that was supposed to end at oh, 515. Well. We're trying to decide if we're going to have J-Bo on with us today. He uh, says this afternoon works better This for him. is better. So he yeah. is coming. All right, 530 yeah. then. He's coming on with us. We are certainly going to talk uh, NCAA basketball. We'll come back after the break and talk about it a little bit. But we'll actually probably lead with the NFL the next segment because he's coming up at 530, and we are going to discuss tonight's NCAA basketball championship game between North Carolina and Kansas as well as um, the women's side. Yeah. Uh, UConn fell short against a – Formidable South Carolina team. They're scary. Your cousin from Boston. <laughs> what? From Boston. What about Boston? That girl's in Boston. <laughs> what are you talking and by about? By the way, McCown says they lost to uh, it was the Warriors in the first round. I thought it was Sacramento. The Kings, yeah. yeah. Appreciate you, Dwight McCown. Yeah. Keeping us straight, as always. He's our ombudsman. Oh, I like that. Is that yeah. pay? I don't think he gets anything for that. But he, he gets to straighten out the old people. Well, that's with, good. With old memories. Spend a career straightening out young people. Yeah. Spend the your afternoon, off time yeah, straightening out the old guys. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 107.9. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9-903-735-9905. Jason Boston coming up in about 12 minutes, our expert on all things college basketball. 
They'll join us as Kansas and North Carolina get ready to go at it tonight. And by the way, if anybody knows uh, uh, Mr. Bramlett's phone number, James? I reached, yeah, I reached out to somebody when, when, I, when I put my phone okay. up there. We'll see if we get a number. We'd love to have a number for James. We were trying to get him on tomorrow afternoon to talk about the astronaut in town. I love this. Yeah, Scott Kelly, the astronaut's coming to town. And, yeah. Uh, Are we launching from here? I don't think we're going to launch from here or anything. We're not Bezos, but... Uh, do you bring him like Tang? If you got an astronaut coming in, do you bring him like here? Careful. We careful have, with that. We have water, we careful. have Tang. <laughs> as, as they say in the right stuff, just keep it zipped. <laughs> Keep it zipped. I don't think we want any of that. Just asking. Well, keep it zipped. <laughs> we'll pass on the tang. No, no tang. All right. No tang. I, I drank that stuff growing up like nobody's business. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I was a Nestle's quick guy. Oh, well, that's a whole different thing. No, it's not. Nestle's quick is not. Is It's milk. It's chocolate. Is it powder? Yeah. But you it's, store it in the glass? In milk. What's the difference? You already got mint chocolate milk. Every, anything you take a powder and start in and you make some taste better. Oh, no. Tang was revolutionary. <laughs> you really enjoy saying that, don't you? What's wrong with it? Tang, it's revolutionary. It is. Why it was. That, that should have been their tagline. It should have been. <laughs> Forget about out of this world. <laughs> it's revolutionary. He spent money and developed that. That's what I'm saying. How did that product fall by the wayside? I have no idea. <laughs> Egregious is what it is. A relic of the 20th century that should have hung around. Well, for you and I, it was. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So, that, so Scott Kelly's coming in. Yeah. Why? Former astronaut. To do He's what? Speaking. Well, there's a speaking series in town, and that's what we were going to get. He's talking about Mr. Bramlett on about right. John Bunch had reached out to us and said, "Can you get Bramlett on to tell people about this?" And I can't get past the machine at the back <laughs> answering. <laughs> I had that trouble at a pizza place this weekend. I'm not going to name names because I'm not besmirching any business. Yeah, can't you go online now and order pizza? I did. What's all that? Here's my thing. All right, so I don't know. Fifteen years of patterns. Probably 10 of being able to order online. I put in my order. It really doesn't change. My expectation is 20, 25 minutes. I go up there and go get my pizza. I don't I don't like it delivered. I go uh, get it. Yeah. I like the driver. Do they around. give you the three dollars now? Yeah, I don't I didn't I don't know what about three dollars. Well, there's one company now that's advertising, they'll give you they'll, what they would have paid the delivery guy, they'll give they'll you give if you would just come get it. I got to figure out who that is. But either way. So my 25 minute timer goes off in my head. Why do you look at your wrist when you say go off in my head? My watch. That's up there. <laughs> a, I can't really say it. A, you have no watch, and B, nah, you're saying it's going off it's, in your head. It's the universal <laughs> sign. We all know what this I get means. What that means you want the left hand time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steve Jones. <laughs> so anyway, I get nothing. Is my pizza ready? Is it almost ready? For 10 years, they've conditioned me. It's ready in 20, 25 minutes. So for a second time in a week and a half, I drive up to the place. And there's no pizza. Where the hell's my pizza pie? Oh, you threw pie in I did. <laughs> so I almost just pie more, itself. More make it more old sounding. <laughs> okay, my pizza pie. And, and nothing will expedite it. 
Well, what have you been doing the last 25 minutes? It should be in there cooking, baking, whatever the hell they do with the pizza. It should be getting done now. Well, and what I'm told is this, because I went in breathing fire, and I'm pretty mild-mannered most of the time, 98% of the time. I'm pretty laid back. Unless you're Will Smith and defending your wife. And luckily, I went up there without my wife. Otherwise, if you got to defend her honor, then you're Will Smith. Someone's got to get into it. No, no, no. It was me that was hungry, not her, so it was actually safe. They don't have any people. They don't have enough people. No, they got no people. There's nobody wanting to make a pizza anymore. I'd make a pizza. That's what I'm thinking. Here's they can't get. The, they cannot get no, workers. No, no, that's that's not true. No, it is. No, that's no. what they tell me. They cannot get workers at the salary they're paying. <laughs> well, there's a difference. That makes between, a thing too. There's a difference between I can't get workers and I can't get workers at the salary I'm paying. Unbelievable. You start paying me forty bucks a pizza, <laughs> I'll get my ass out there and make some pizza. Well, I don't want forty. I'm, that means I'm going to have to pay eighty bucks a pizza. I don't want an eighty dollar pizza. Well, there you go. But I. I'm, I'm laying down 35 bucks for so, uh, pizzas. I like it ready. You're at Pavlov's Pizza. Because <laughs> you've been conditioned. I have been. But you're getting no pizza. And now I'm learning my lesson. I'm having to be reprogrammed. It isn't going to be 25 minutes anymore. I don't need to get in my car. They're going to make it. It's just going to take an hour now. You know, my all-time favorite pizza story. I left here one night a couple of years ago, and I, I called CeCe's as I'm pulling out here. So you're naming names. Yeah, well, they're not here anymore, so it doesn't uh. have nobody's feelings. <laughs> I call CeCe's, and the young lady says, can I put you on hold? Oh, man. I said, sure. Well, I get there, and I'm still on hold. Yeah. <laughs> I've driven All across way. town. I get there, I'm still on hold. And so I asked the young lady at the restaurant, can I speak to the manager? She goes and gets him. <laughs> he says, yes, sir, what can I do for I said, you see this deal here? It says 13 minutes on my phone. I'm on that hold line right there for 13 minutes. Unbelievable. <laughs> and he said? He looked at the young lady and said, he's been on hold there for 13 minutes? And she looked at him looked at him and said, well, I, I forgot he was on hold. <laughs> you can hang up now. You're standing right there. You know what he told me? We'll expedite that. <laughs> <laughs> really? The universal term for we screwed up. <laughs> So I'm, well, in, I'm recalibrating. Having to rethink. Yes. You may have to go somewhere other than Pavlov. No, no, no. I'm, I I still want to go. I just have to now rethink. It's not going to be 25 minutes. It's going to be more. It's going to be an hour. And then they'll be ready. That's fine. What if you get there and it's cold? Well, they'll let me know if it's done. I've been jumping the gun, though. I've been going, uh, like, in my regular time. Hey, it's time. where's my pizza? So do you have an app? Yes. Because, you know, our app here at Tushkin Radio is back on the air again. And so if you were struggling to get the Tushkin Radio app, we suggest you go over to your uh, your little uh, app store, app store yep. there on your phone and get the Tushkin Radio app. And you can listen to us crap about <laughs> other people's apps not working properly. Oh, it worked fine. It's just... And Did I you thought- get a pizza? Eventually, and I thought they were they were mocking as well because both times now this has been a weird thing. So both times now when I've done the order and it sends up the little thing, whoever is making your pizza, well both times it's been Brandon. Brandon's making my pizza. <laughs> so, so it's a right wing pizza shop owner. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well wait a minute now. It's gonna be old slow. 
<laughs> and it's going to cost a lot more. I pulled up in the parking lot today, and I guess one of their delivery vehicles had... Brandon's name on it? Yeah, the whole Brandon thing going on, on one of the window stickers. I'm going, really? You know what you say to that guy? Come on, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> oh, I said that the first time when my pizza wasn't ready. I'm yelling at my phone, let's go, Brandon. Come on. Put the damn cheese on it already. Put it in the oven. Oh, what a nightmare. Angry right-wing Chuck Zach without I, his pizza. Yeah, whatever. Were you getting this for the watch the ball games this weekend? Do what? Were you, did you get the pizza to watch the for ball Saturday games? Saturday night, yeah. Yeah. I was I was watching the women's champion. I mean the the, uh, the uh, Duke uh, North semis, Carolina. The semis. Yeah, I was watching that with pizza. You had a long day calling baseball. Yes. All you wanted was some pizza. Exactly. Sit down on the what? couch with the recliner. And, and instead, I missed the first half. Basically. Have some pizza, yeah. cold ultra. Yes. And by golly. Yes. I no still got pizza. some left over. I'll have it tonight. <laughs> Well, it's working late tonight. I'll be. That'll be easier. I'll be. Just put that thing in the microwave, and when it dings there, Pavlov. Twenty-five seconds. It won't be twenty-five minutes. It'll be perfect. That's, that's my key. That's what she said. <laughs> really, really, it's just getting worse. We're taking a time out. I got to get the phone clear. Jason Boston's going to call in a couple of minutes. Ugh, whatever. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan. We want to thank the good folks over at uh, Budweiser, Fast Signs, The Party Factory, Stuart Title, High Tech Signs, all for bringing together this symbiotic relationship between you, the listener, and us, the idiots. <laughs> They're responsible for that. That's more of a symbolic relationship. We're well, symbolic. Of, it's symbiotic. Yeah. Taking a break. We're coming right back. Jason Boston, next. <laughs> Welcome back. 28 minutes until 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. Big fan of Billy Squire on the phone with us, Jason Boston. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you and Tony doing, Chuck? Well, if I had my pizza on time, I'd be doing great. No doubt about that. Are you stoked about National Championship Monday? I am always stoked. This is... For a basketball guy, this is like this day. So you remember when you went to your grandparents and you went to both grandparents' houses? So you got to open presents at two different places. Oh yeah. When you're a guy who, who when you're a guy who does basketball lessons for a living, I just worked with two TISD students. Now I'm and now I'm going to get me a bite to eat after I talk to you guys about the championship, and then I'm going to go home and watch the championship game. Like that's it doesn't get much better than that uh, when your last name's Boston. You know, the, uh, the we'll start with the women's game last night before we jump back over to the men. Uh, you and I were texting back and forth last night about just how overmatched it felt like UConn was, and I can't remember in the last 20 years that we've ever really said UConn's really outmatched on the basketball court, and it's not like anybody was out missing the game last night. They had their full complement. I was just shocked at how much better Athletically, South Carolina was the Yukons. That surprise you? It it did a little bit. Um, 
I had seen UConn play quite a few times during the season, and I'll be honest with you, when Paige was out, they were kind of hard to watch. Yeah, She was out with an injury earlier in the year, and they just didn't have those other people. Um, I, I know Gino was always famous of saying, you know, when they would win he, earlier in his career, he'd say, we've got Diana, meaning Diana Tarazi, and you don't. And there were some people that were leaning toward, well, now he's got Paige and you don't. I didn't feel like there was that, you know, you did, and that's not taking anything away from Paige. It was her getting buckets. It was just, I didn't feel like the other people were as good. And I'm going to tell you what, and I'm sure tons of people have talked about this today. The absolute, if we flip over to the other side with South Carolina, the absolute, as a former coach, absolute best thing that could have happened for Don Staley was Kentucky. Kentucky beat them, came back late at the very end of the SEC championship game and upset South Carolina, and that was a godsend for uh, the Gamecocks program because now she had a chance. You're not as good as what you think you are. Let's look at. Let's put in the Kentucky video, and they came out. And if you remember, they played in the first round, and South Carolina was up 44 to four at halftime against somebody. So message received. But I really thought back when that happened that it was going to really help South Carolina. But that's one of those, sometimes you kind of play the game in your mind, but then when you look at them on the floor, like you so well put, South Carolina was just way more athletic than UConn. Yeah. Jason Boston joining us live this afternoon on the Sonic Hotline. All right, we'll go back one more night and go back to Saturday, Duke and North Carolina. It was the game everybody had to see. Krzyzewski against North Carolina for the last time. Uh... I know there are some in the room who are not big Coach K fans in this conversation. I don't think Jason Boston's a big Coach Krzyzewski fan. Uh, But it was a darn entertaining basketball game and one that, you know, I I know all the Duke fans are like, okay, well, Carolina got us in the final game at Durham. We're going to get him here. I just think North Carolina is a better college basketball team than Duke. Does that make any sense? It really does because we see lots of teams where down the road you look at when they get in the NBA and you may look back 10 years from now and say, how in the world did Duke that Duke team lose to North Carolina? You know, you just never know how it's going to play out in the pros. But I completely agree with you as far as uh, college goes. I thought Hubert Davis made a great move uh, during the season, which was he really cut back on how many players he played. Um, a lot of times it's seven. I know Tony and I talked this weekend. A lot of halves, it was five. Like they played the five yeah. guys. And unless somebody gets an ankle injury or something, there's nobody else going to come in the game. And uh, But it was an outstanding game uh, to see North Carolina and Duke play out that way. I tell you what, what's become popular now since Eli and Peyton Manning did their Monday night uh you know, thing where there's the two of them and they bring a guest in, and now Diana Tarazi and Sue Bird did it for the women's game. I wish ESPN would have contacted me and said, hey, Boston, will you sit down with Scott Drew and Mike Krzyzewski and the three of y'all watch the game? Because I can't think of any other two coaches that are sicker about watching North Carolina play for the championship tonight than those two. Yeah, uh, probably nobody orders pizza because they still don't have much of an appetite at this point. But uh, absolutely correct. You, you made a statement there. Unless somebody turns an ankle, well, yes, they did have a kid turn an yeah. ankle, and uh, you and I also talked this weekend about. You know, anybody that's ever rolled an ankle knows you typically walk it off, get back in there that night, 
play through it. Uh, maybe they give you a little something for it. But 36 hours later, 48 hours, it's not always as easy to come back when that thing's swollen up on you. That's exactly right. And I, I always, even playing and having players, um, and, of course, we played on that Tuesday, and you might have somebody roll an ankle and then Friday. I really wanted to get them back in there on Thursday. Now, I know with tonight, you've only had the two days, but you really wish in, in maybe the walkthrough this morning or something to get, get him out there and get on it some so that it's not – and I understand trying to hold him off till the game starts, but I'm with you. The fact that then you're going out there and playing, um, it, you know, it could be an issue because that time definitely it can stiffen up on you. But I will say this. I think the thing that helps North Carolina, ironically enough, is what we just talked about with them only playing five guys. He's not going to come out. So you're not, unless he gets in foul trouble again, you're not going to have to worry about him starting the game and then you bring him out and and now it stiffens up or he gets cold before he goes back in. He never comes out. So once he gets going and once they get him out there and he warms up and then he goes back out for the war, the team warm up, and then he starts the game. I mean, he's gonna. There's gonna be quite a length of time that he's gonna be on that ankle, and so whatever it's gonna, whatever he's gonna have with it, he's gonna already have at the time that it tips off tonight. You know, we've had you on the air now for about seven minutes. We have not mentioned Kansas in all of that. Has there ever been a quieter number one seed making its way to the final than the Jayhawks? I don't think so at all. And when the tournament started, and forgive me if y'all talked about this as well, but I thought Kansas had the easiest path to the Final Four. Yeah. Like looking at who they were going to play, I thought, you know, they're, you know, I think this one might get knocked off or we'll see what this team does. But I thought Kansas had the best chance to get there. And even having that said, I went seven minutes without even mentioning them. Yeah. <laughs> and they were a number one seed. So I, I'm with you. I th- and I think Bill Self loved that. Like fly under the radar, his national semifinal flew under the radar because it was them and Villanova. They were playing the first game. They got more rest than either North Carolina or Duke was going to get anyway. And then the fact that that was such a battle, I think that played into it even more. And so I, th- I think Kansas is is definitely ready to roll, and I think it's going to be uh, another outstanding game tonight. See, I, I'm almost of the opinion. I think Kansas rolls them. I, I think North Carolina. Really? I, oh yeah, I think North Carolina spent an awful lot in that Duke game, and I know this is for the national championship. And you, there, there shouldn't be any reason to have to get motivated again to try to win, you know, a, a national title. But I just think Kansas is just going to roll North Carolina tonight. That'll be that'll be interesting. I'm a, I'm on I'm not on the complete other side because I don't think North Carolina is going to roll them, but I am in the middle because I think it's going to be a really close game. I think the thing North Carolina did is, yes, the Duke game took a lot out of them physically. I'm and, and you would think it would have taken a lot out of them emotionally with it being that matchup, but I feel like the way Hubert, Hubert Davis brings that pro mentality, having been a longtime NBA player, he kind of brings – he's very calm, he's very – uh, I had somebody contact me and said, hey, how interesting did you find it that Hubert Davis never mentioned Duke? He never mentioned Coach K. He never talked about any of that. He only talked about his team. And so I think that's been the focus the whole way. When you put all all that focus on Duke for Saturday, then I think you might be right. Kansas rolls them tonight. I don't feel like 
Hubert Davis did that. I think he just focused on what they were going to do. Let's go play our game, whoever the opponent is. Okay, it's Duke. We won that one. Now let's get ready, and now we're going to go do the same thing Monday night. Oh, okay, the opponent's going to be Kansas. Let's go play. Hey, if Kansas does win this thing tonight, coming off of Baylor's victory last year, Tech's final uh, or appearance in the finals in 19, does that kind of say Big 12 basketball is the best conference? I believe it does, Tony. That's a great point because we're a late three-pointer by Virginia and then obviously a win tonight. But you could be looking at the last three national champions would have would have uh, come from the Big 12. And, and I love watching Big 12 basketball. It's solid from top to bottom. Um, it could be argued uh, very easily that TCU should have been another round, and who knows what happens, you know, after that. The Big 12 actually had a, could have had a team that went a couple of rounds further. Obviously, we talked about Baylor. This could have just as easily. And, I mean, I know, I know when you play a tournament, you can look back and say, well, this team could be done. It could have been that team. But we're not that far away from this being Baylor against Kansas tonight. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, I'm truly convinced if, if Kansas wins or not, I, I don't think you can really dispute who the best basketball conference is because we're talking about three different teams. We're not talking about one team over and over and again representing the conference. Very true. And usually that had been Kansas. Yeah. So people would try to – they would kind of look at the Big 12, but it's like, well, Kansas has won it 14 years in a row, and they're the one that advances the furthest. And, of course – the ACC people are going to say, now, wait a minute, we had two in the yeah. Final Four and one of them in the championship. So, hey, but, but you're definitely in, in a high company when you're talking about the best conference in America. The Big 12 is definitely right there. Well, since we got you on and we're talking conferences, uh, Jason Boston joining us, Yeah, you uh, sent us a thing last week that reminded us that LSU, when they lost Will Wade, also lost the entire roster as they all transferred out and entered the portal and moved on. Arkansas has signed like every five star you can find. Kentucky's pretty darn good again, and 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 A and M got a kind of a vengeance run through the uh, NIT. Uh, what are you seeing next year in the SEC? It that's going to be some fun basketball as well. That's the nice part about. I guess in the old days we kind of had to live where we lived, and that would get us those regional games. And now with ESPN and Fox and everybody else, we can see whatever team we want to. But when I have my druthers, I'm going to watch the local people. I'm going to watch Arkansas. I'm going to watch the Big 12. And 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 uh, with uh, with a local player being at uh, Kentucky, you know, I'm going to watch Kentucky. But it, but it's one of those things where we get to see those teams a lot. And I'm with you. The SEC is going to be loaded for bear. And not to kind of gloss over that, but for just a minute, what about having a team come back and no scholarship players are back? From the from the year before, and the coach who went there came from Murray State, and Murray State have has nine players that are in the portal. Two of them have already said they're coming to LSU, and the conference player of the year he may follow suit. It's just, it is a wacky time in college athletics with the with the trans between the transfer portal and the NIL. Now, as a coach versus a fan, you know, you as a coach as you watch guys like the uh, the coach over at St. Peter's. Who got to cash in and got a huge raise and is now going to be in, in you know, power conference basketball with Seton Hall. I get 
it's the opportunity and you win the golden ticket there's the lottery and you go as a fan it guts me to see the murray state coach move on the saint peter's coach move on all these guys who started building these programs at smaller places walk away and go to a big payday someplace else and and we may never hear saint peter's again that that's true and it, and it just happens. I'm going to disagree with with a guest. I don't know if we can we do that. Yeah. But I'm going to disagree with a guest that you had a couple of weeks ago. Might have been last week. Who was talking about Musselman at Arkansas and what job would he leave for? And y'all talked about going to the NBA. And he just kind of glossed over Kentucky and said, "There's no way you'd go there because you're beating them in the SEC." Oh, contraire, my mon frere. It's just like Eddie Sutton. Musselman would crawl from Fayetteville to Lexington to be the head coach at the University of Kentucky. I'm sorry. There's just a different – when it's a blue blood program, can, then there's not many, and that's why it's that way. Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, UCLA, pretty much end of story. That's it. you got a chance to go to one of those. You're going, I don't care where you are. I don't care how many five stars you have, how successful you've been. You've got a chance to go to one of those five programs. Baby, you're gone. See, now I disagree with you. And how well did that work out for Eddie Sutton, by the way? Did that work out to his It didn't favor? work well. It also, it, also, hey, it also did not work well for, for our guy who left A&M to do it. Yeah. But we all know that when we, even personally when we look at situations, it can happen over and over and over to people. And we're always, it's just human nature, we're always going to say, but it wouldn't happen to me. I'm going to Kentucky and I would, I would win. There's going to be 23,000 people in the bleachers every night. And it's, they live and breathe it. I'm not having to worry about the football program. I'm not, it's us. I'm getting to coach in Rupp Arena. nobody's going to pass that up. They're just not going to. I only see that happening if Arkansas doesn't get the money into the players of the basketball team. Uh, If if Arkansas bumps it, putting two or three million a year in those five-star pockets, then yeah, I agree with you. Because Kentucky will try to. But Arkansas, I I think in a spending war right now, I think Arkansas's got more uh, financial resources than Kentucky. And it'll be interesting to see um, how everything gets affected moving forward. It really, that's a great point, Tony, because with the money and with players getting paid and endorsement deals and those kind of things, some of that stuff, could, you know, could very well change as we move forward, but I don't, I don't think it's changing anytime soon. Are, are you doing that with the uh, buckets for Boston kids? Are, are they starting to do a name image likeness? You're having to pay them instead of them paying you? <laughs> that would, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting here laughing and I was just about to say that would be fantastic until you said <laughs> they're paying them instead of paying you. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 it's been great, and, and it's been nice. it's fun this time of the year because you have all this basketball on and really good things and really good players. I do a lot of videos where you know I'll video something off television, and show the kids, and and it's nice to see their eyes light up when they see something that we've worked on that then they see work you know used at the Division One level. Um, it lets them say, okay, fundamentals are fundamentals, and for that player to be able to do that, he's also got to be able to do all these things that we're learning how to do. So it's been. It's been fun times, but yes, it, it, it will be a. It, it's going to be a, a different world in college athletics, and it pretty much already is. All right, well, that's Jason Boston. Get yourself to the house. Get your dinner already laid out. 
Nobody moves. Get that texting finger ready during the uh, the national championship game tonight. That's exactly right. And I'll be sure and call y'all if, if uh, Scott Drew and Mike Krzyzewski might be listening. They might contact me and we might do something uh, tonight. So right. I'll, I'll let y'all know if that happens. That'll be, a whole, that'll be bitching with Boston, not, bas- not buckets with Boston. <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt. See ya. Jason Boston. Appreciate you, buddy. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate right. it. You bet. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Ten minutes till 6 o'clock. Last segment coming up. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 107.9. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? Consistently refreshing and consistently light. You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back. We got about six minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. All right. Tomorrow on Kirk and Company. Looks like uh, former Mayor James Bramlett's going to stop by. The man who Bramlett Field is named after over at Spring Lake Park. Uh, he's going to talk to us in the morning about uh, the appearance of, a, of an astronaut landing here in town. Nice. So he's yeah. coming in the morning. Yeah, we think so. He's going, to, he's going to try to work it out in the morning. He's got two or three. He's got many irons in the fire, but he's going to try to make it in here. Excellent. It's always good seeing James. Yes. I won't be seeing him, but you will. No, and will be here tomorrow because you and uh, your partner are going to be doing some Arkansas High softball tomorrow. Yes. Matt Riddle, he's going to make a debut doing a little play-by-play tomorrow. Really? I think. Yeah, yeah. Turn him loose. We're going, to, we're going to see. We're going to see what he's got. See what his game I think looks Riddle, like. Talks a good game. I, I know. We'll see if he actually talks a good game. <laughs> Literally giving him an opportunity yeah. to talk a good we're gonna, game. We're going to uh, baptize him by some fire tomorrow. I'll still be there, and I'll start the game and all that. But we're just going to give you him a couple innings. Hold his hand? No, I'm not going to hold his hand. I may hold him by the beard. Well, I don't think he ought to grab a <laughs> angry Razorback by his beard. Eh? That's how you control him. I don't think you control it's, a Razorback. You tug hard if you like. That's the yeah, wrong I think player. you'll get... The, if you keep messing with the pig, you're going to get the horns yeah, there. Whatever. Or tusks. Tusk? Yeah. Horns? Or tusks, not horns? No. What's the, the difference? They're like teeth. You they're sure? Te- yes. They look like a horn. They're a tooth. They look like They're a- an upturned. Uh, I think that's more like a ex- horn. You know, exaggerated canine looking tooth. So you're telling me the tusk is the same material as a regular teeth? Tooth. It's a tooth. I think it's more like a horn. No, it's not. Don't argue with me about animals. I Trust me, I know my animals. Do you? Yes. <laughs> Give me a lineup. I can pick you out an animal anywhere. <laughs> I spent my whole childhood doing what that. What if I just call it a tooth? Because it's not a tooth. It's an elongated up there, up here. It's not so just a down on here. An it's elephant. Up here. On an elephant, that's a tooth. No, that's tusk. <laughs> that's a different kind of tusk. That's made of ivory. So is it kind of like a horn? It's not a horn either. <laughs> Elephants don't have horns. Pigs don't have horns. Rams have horns. See, I think of tusk. I think they're closer related to no, a horn geez. than they are to a tooth. Either way. 
A big trade in the NFL today. Was it? Moving draft picks around. Ooh, tell me more. Saints picked up a couple. Eagles gave up a couple. Well, that's exciting. Pushed it, well, they did. Pushed it forward into uh, Eagles. Uh, Eagles had three yeah, first-round draft three, choices. So they gave up one of their They pictures. gave up two, picked up one. So they move up. They gave up two to move up. They gave up two to move into next year's first round. They get one back this year. They kept theirs. They got one back from the Saints. So and they, then got, they got still have two next, picks. Yes. And now they've got two next year as well. Okay. So they're, they're doing two and two. Which, in the age of the salary cap, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. For the Saints, they need some bodies yeah. now. And so they went uh, flipping around draft choice. There are going to be a bunch of teams with multiple first-round picks this year. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. But intriguing. You know, it's funny. I was reading Kevin Sherrington's uh, deal today in the morning news, and he was talking about how the Cowboys could have had Jalen Ramsey and uh, Henry, the running back. If yep. they had taken Ramsey instead of Zeke, yep. they could have taken him at that fourth pick yep. instead of Zeke and then had Henry in the second round. The kid went to the Titans and has been all everything. Wow. Yeah. Could have had both of them in the same draft. Could have, would have, should have. Instead, they continue to miss on nearly every second round pick the last 10 years. We're done. See you later. In this up and down economy, with a sense of protecting every penny you worked so hard for to achieve the all American dream, let Stuart Tyler.